This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to Rothy's for supporting Made for This. Rothy's are machine washable and made to last. For stylish and comfortable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash made for this. Guys, I'm so excited for you to know my friend. I'm sure many of you have followed him for a long time. He is one of my favorite follows. He is wise and discerning, and I feel like what he does often is take complex things and make them simple. And Craig, you have really tackled a complex thing. If you don't know Craig Grishel, go right now to Instagram, follow him. You will love it. He just wrote a book called The Power to Change, Mastering the Habits That Matter Most. So Craig, you've tackled something so large, it probably felt like the ocean when you started. <laughs> like, How do people change? Uh, great question. And before, before we dive into that, I just have to say, Jenny, that, um, my whole family were massive fans of you. Amy, my wife, uh, would rather spend time with you. I think than just about anybody, she adores you. <laughs> I and feel the same way. I'm a fan of, uh, just your family, your mindset, your books, your podcast, your conferences, your influence, your heart. You're just, you, you got such a gift. So it's an honor to be on. And, uh, you ask a you know, big question, how do you change? And I would say, Kind of in a nutshell, the challenge is I think that most people unfortunately want to change but are trying to change the wrong way. We all have really good intentions, but not necessarily a great strategy. And you can see it uh, in you know how long does a New Year's resolution last? According to one study that studied 80 millions America Americans, they last it lasts until the second Friday of January is the is the average quit day. So like not even two right. full weeks. And so what I wanted to do is there were several things in my life I tried to change year over year over year and just couldn't change them. And I felt very undisciplined in my life. So I went on kind of a massive study in scripture and in science, which science just confirms what's true in God's word in any way uh, about how we um, don't just try to try to create behavior modification, but how we achieve spiritual transformation. And so that's really kind of a summary of what the book is about. How do we how do we really tap into the power of God to change his way? And we can talk a long time about it. Well, I appreciate it. And when I saw it come out, I thought, yes, that is so needed right now because we are walking through with so many friends right now. They feel like they're just in a very stuck place, which I have been in that place as well at different times, right? I do feel like people are craving that, but it has to be more than that. Like what ultimately sparks somebody being willing to change? Because I don't think we're people that really love to change. <laughs> so interestingly enough, a lot of times people say people hate change, people hate change. And the reality is they actually don't when you think about it. They typically hate the way we try to change them. Because like mm. you might want to change your hair or you want to change where you eat or you might want to try a new restaurant or you might want to change your kitchen or you might want a new um, outfit. So people don't necessarily hate change. They hate the way we try to change them. And when it comes to our own lives, the, the challenge is that um, as adults, we typically only change in one of two times. Uh, one is out of inspiration or desperation, meaning one is we really choose to, or number two is we really have to. Yep. The problem is that a lot of times we're not necessarily inspired until it's too late, and then we have to. So what we want to do to really be effective and to really have a God-honoring life is we don't want to wait until we have to change. <laughs> we want to go ahead and be really honest about 
where we're vulnerable. And, you know, to, to ask for help is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of wisdom. And we're in a culture, Jenny, as you know, right now, you know, if the COVID season did anything, unfortunately for a lot of people, is that um, it created a culture that was enabling bad habits. But maybe our diets aren't what they should be, or we've lost, like your, you know, your last book talking about the intimacy of friendships. We lost the connection with people. And unfortunately, right now, a performance psychologist I work with, he said that people are essentially pursuing a life. That is, and we think about it like we people don't want to go into work. They don't want to be told when to work. They want to order everything online. You want to have relationships that are clicks and not talking. That they're per, intentionally mm-hmm. pursuing a life that's counterproductive to their spiritual, mental, and emotional health. So what I want to do is try to kind of give a give a spiritual guide to people to help them understand why something's not working to identify and then say, how is it that we change? And to skip just a little bit ahead, Jenny, the way most people try to change is they try to change external behavior. And what I want to do is I want to try to start not with Mm -hmm. what we do outside, but with who we are inside. Instead of creating do goals, I want to try to create who goals and start with who do we want to become? And this matters so much because when when you think about it, why do you do what you do? There's a lot of reasons. Right. There's kind of secondary reasons, which would be you feel obligated or you actually do want to or you feel peer pressure or whatever. Yeah. But, but the primary reason you do what you do is because of what you think of you. That's why you do what you do. And so you do what you do because of what you think of you. And then whatever you do reinforces what you think of you. So to, right. to unfortunately, I sound a little bit like Dr. Seuss. You know, if you want to change what you do, you need to change what you think of you. And so we start with identity and really trying to to Mm. conform our identity to who Jesus says we are and not start with behavior first, but with identity. And then then it it gets fun uh, letting it roll out of that. I was talking to a counselor yesterday about this exact thing. And he told me, he said, Jenny, everybody goes from behavior modification, even in the church, Yes, which people picking up this book could feel like that's what it's going to be. It's going to look like a lot of the self-help books on the shelf. But what he said is ultimately it the way we change and the reasons we change has more to do with our relationships than uh, it does yes. anything else. Which yes, yes, yes. for a Christian, it's like not just our relationships with each other, it's also our relationships with God. What did you find as you were working on this project with how it helps to have community around you? Well, it's it's absolutely completely essential. It's 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 almost impossible to live the right life with the wrong friends. And, and, you know, there's a bazillion kind of quotes that kind of come and go, but they're really, really true. Someone said, you're the average of the, your five closest friends. Like, I mean, really, wow. it's, you're probably kind of have an average spiritual passion. You're probably kind of financially about the same. You typically like to go to the right places. It's just true. They, someone said, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. It's just, it's true, 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 true. The, the people that we're around, they're either going to help us become more like Jesus or they're going to make us less like Jesus. And we're going to we're going to read the books they read. We're going to attend yep. the conferences they go to. We're going to watch the shows they watch. We're going to learn to think like them. And so if we've got unhealthy friends around us, we're going to have unhealthy habits. If it, And so, I mean, I would just, if you want to change your life, change your friends. <laughs> if you want to change your habits. Yeah. You're, so they're going to, our friends are going to help influence what we do, how we think, and then they're either going to reinforce it, the good habits, or they're going to come in and, and hopefully stop some of the bad ones and be good enough friends to tell us the truth. So 
I would just say, you know, the book you wrote about this subject is one of the most important books, I think, that someone could write mm -hmm. in a time like this because mm -hmm. in a culture now, and to give you an example, my dad just died recently and we were overwhelmed with expressions of love. And let me, but let me mm -hmm. tell you what they were. In the first week, I went back, looked at it, Jenny. Um, it was literally thousands of comments on social media, oh. hundreds yeah. of emails from people in the church, dozens and dozens and dozens of texts, but get ready for this, okay? Two phone calls and one person, and this is what's the craziest part, one person visited our house, knocked on the door, came in and cried with me. And here's what's crazy is it felt a little bit odd to me. Like, why are you coming to my house and like oh the, the like gosh, the most Greg. the most beautiful traditional expression of love yes. felt a little bit foreign just oh. because of that's the cultural the cultural norm today meaning like like yes. we we felt loved but we felt loved in today's currency but the yeah. currency was not face to face it wasn't even barely yeah. phone call to phone call and so I'm I'm like really Man. really passionate about I'm gonna show up. Dude, like next time something happens, I'm showing up and knocking on your door. Like I would have done oh, the same thing. I, mean, I so would have. would just this, this isn't how we do it anymore. It's true. It, it, it's, and so yes. we're all in our silos and we're stuck and we're trying to change and we're trying to get out. And I just think it's so important everybody knows that we're part of kind of a broken system. Yes, we are. So we've got the system working against us. However, we have the power to change because God tells us that He's put the Holy Spirit in us. And that he is perfecting us and working yes. out our salvation in us. So give me hope because there's a lot of people listening to you and feeling like, I want to change, but I don't think I can. And they wouldn't pick up the book because they don't think they can. Ton, ton of hope. But what, what I want to do is, you know, first of all, I want to identify like what, let, let's start with, again, whoever, do, who do you want to be? What type of person do you want to become? So not like, I want to be, I want to lose 20 pounds. Good, 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 good. But let's take it a deep level and say, I want to be a person who honors God with the temple, the Holy Spirit with my body. So right. we're going to, we're going to connect it to something that's spiritual. In fact, Jenny, whenever you make a, any type of decision, um, uh, studies show that you subconsciously in a millisecond, essentially ask three questions that you don't even know you're asking. You ask, mm. you ask, what kind of person am I? What kind of situation is this? And what is a person like me doing a situation like this? And, wow. th and then that's how you process. You act. So, so someone cuts you off in traffic. I'm the kind of person that flips them off. And so what does a person like do that? You know, <laughs> honk the horn, yell the cuss words or whatever. Or I'm a type of person who believes the best about others and lets this one go on for, you know, and so it starts with wow. identity. It starts with identity. And what, so what I want to do is help the reader identify very, very clearly what God-honoring trait do you want in your life. So we start with who before do. And then we're going to say, okay, uh, if this is the type of person I want to be, what one habit do I need to start or what one habit do I need to break? And we're going to keep it really, really simple. Uh, yeah. to, just to, we want momentum. We want progress. We want something that affirms the God-honoring trait in our life. And so it's kind of a step-by-step -step foundation um, that we build upon. And then, you know, we kind of go into both what scripture says on how we avoid sin or how we break bad habits or how we, you know, become more Christ-like or how we create good habits. And so a uh, scriptural approach with both um, kind of uh, very, very practical, lots, we look at lots of different studies and step-by-step-by-step-by-step, um, step step step, I kind of take people through the process that I've had in my life of going from a person who's undisciplined 
who struggles a lot with different things to someone with the help of God in years and years of small steps is incredibly disciplined, is way more God-honoring today than in the past, and still in process of becoming conformed to the image of Christ moving forward. The bottom line is you you can change. You've just been trying to do it the yeah. wrong way. And there is there's a God-honoring, more effective way, and that's what we're going to yeah. unpack. I, I, I love hearing, too, just your views on what's happening in the world today. If you don't know, Craig leads the largest church in America, correct? Probably physical attendance, yes. Physical crazy. Okay. The largest church in America. And so you are in contact and constantly thinking, because I know you, about what's happening in the world. And one of the things you see happening in the world right now is a move away from what we do and discipline to what we feel and giving a ton of weight to that. Mm -hmm. How is that impacting our view of change and discipline and holiness? Well, sadly today, you know, it's almost like you know, social media has so many great benefits, right? But it, you know, something on TikTok can literally change someone's views almost change in whole age groups views in the matter of weeks or months now when something gets hot. And so what's hot now is kind of, I'd say, feeling over faith, you know, or what feels right to you. And there's, there's now, it used to be there was like some temptation to sin. And now there's, there's very direct peer pressure to be sinful, meaning if you aren't experimenting broadly, then you're the weird one. And so it's uh, it, it, culture now, it's so broken. That's the bad news. The good news is I think it's becoming obvious to people. And so they're looking for something that will heal it. And we, we, we know what that is. So while I'm both heartbroken, I'm also hopeful that there's a lot of people that are, that are tired of trying to conform to whatever they think is going to be effective or make them fit in. And they're going to say, this is killing me. I'm, I'm, more hurt, I'm more alone, I'm more broken, I'm more afraid. I have people around me, but I don't connect with them. I feel depressed. My mental health is bad. And so something's got to be, something's got to be different. And and again, what we're not trying to do is we're not trying to just get the right habits. We're trying to be spiritually transformed so that we have the peace of God in our life, so that we're right with him, so that we're filled with the Holy Spirit and yes. can love people in brokenness and have very intimate, connected human relationships that are God-honoring and can have marriages that really last and and thrive and can raise kids that um, are mentally healthy and spiritually vibrant and not depressed and inward-looking. And so that's why I'm, I'm excited about the book, The Power to Change, because I think it's, I think it can help people on the trajectory of a life that's not just a the life they want. That's kind of the message that it's like, you know, it's a life that honors God. And that's, yes. that's better than the life that you want. It's a new year. We're turning over a new leaf and you can refresh your 2023 wardrobe with Rothy's. Every style is knit to shape with their sustainable signature thread made from recycled materials. So it's soft and flexible and they look great right out of the box and you don't have to break them in. Rothy's shoes are so comfortable and they form right to your feet. So you can slip them on easily to run to the store or you can dress them up with like a cute dress. They are just extremely comfortable and washable. Rothy's has so many different fun options for new wardrobe staples. So they have flats, loafers, sneakers, 
tons of different colors and prints and they have more that are launching soon, which I can't wait. And they're just versatile styles that you can wear every season because they're 100% machine washable. Rothy's has amazing quality and 41,000 five-star reviews because people love Rothy's. My Rothy's sneakers are just an easy way to make my everyday outfit look a little bit more exciting, a little bit fresher, and we can't wait for you guys to try them too. For stylish and comfortable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash made for this. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash made for this. A lot of people that listen to this podcast are under the age of 25. Like there's a lot of college kids that listen to this. And so I want you all to hear that discipline, anyone you see that has followed God for a long time, that has changed their life, that has seen growth in their lives, it has also been, is the power of God mixed with discipline and habits that you're talking about. It's not one or the other. It's both. God uses the choices we make to put us on roads. And and Romans talks about it. There's a road to life and peace and a road to sin and death. And we have control over which one we're on. Yes. And so I just don't want y'all to be turned off to habits or discipline because y'all, that's your life will go on one of those roads depending on your discipline. In many ways, the quality of your life is a reflection of the quality of your habits. Who you become is a reflection of of of, of what of, of what you do, and what a lot of people now and you know thankfully if you've got a young audience, the young audience knows more than most people my age is like you can have overnight success now, meaning you can have yeah. something go viral and you can have and the challenge is when it comes to real meaningful life and effectiveness, it is not overnight, and I, yeah. I always try to tell people it's it's the small things that no one sees that bring about the big results everyone wants. And it's in it's small things done consistently. It's, it's not what we do occasionally that makes a God honoring life. It's what we do consistently. And so the challenge I think we have in kind of an insta fluence culture is that kind of the wrong habits have an immediate payoff. Meaning, you know, if we eat that thing that tastes really good, that's bad for us, it tastes good immediately. Or if we give into the sexual temptation, it feels good immediately. So there's immediate payoff. If we do the right thing, uh, there's usually right. not, there's not necessarily an immediate payoff. It takes it takes longer, and so what we have to do is to change our mindset from instant good feeling to more of a patience of saying this is a this is a journey of honoring God, and and over time we're not we're not successful years down the road when you finally hit the target. Jenny, we're successful when we're faithful to Jesus today. You know, it's just, it's what we do today that honors well, and him. He, cha- that he changes us. It's both and, right? We're we're staying on that road. We're making choices. And he's also, his spirit is changing us. And he changed your life in a massive way. He did, yes. And yeah, I, yeah. I love the story. And I'd love for you to share it about college and how your life, like that really has to be probably your biggest point of change. It is, followed by a bunch of other big points of change. But, but yes, that was, so, you know, I was um, kind of the typical party guy in college. It was a frat boy, was a college athlete and, you know, lived the wild lifestyle. And then four of my fraternity brothers got caught in grand larceny, doing grand larceny, and they were going to kick our fraternity off campus. And so I started a Bible study, Jenny, it was kind of a PR move and it was kind of like I was just desperate. And so I posed it as a, Hey, we're going to do this to save the fraternity because it was a Christian school, but none of us were Christians. And then I just got guys together on a Tuesday night and we started reading the Bible. And all I had was a a free green New Testament Gideon Bible and um, just started reading through it. 
And it was through reading the word that um, I surrendered to Christ. It was Ephesians chapter two that said, by grace are you saved through faith and not by works. And, and that, was, that was what turned my life around. And then I went from party guy to Jesus guy, and everybody's mm-hmm. making bets on how long it would last, when's he gonna sleep with someone, when's he gonna get drunk, whatever. Uh, and I didn't, all, I wasn't always faithful in the early days, but I was, was transformed. And I was so dumb. I went out with a friend who also became a Christian. We got drunk to celebrate. That's how dumb, dumb we were. We're like, we're, we're going to go get <laughs> drunk to celebrate. But that's where I started. And then it was just a, it was a journey of learning to confess sins and being, being healed yeah. from them and cleansed from them. And, and I did not ever think, I was the guy, I used to think I could never be faithful to a woman. I was, my, my life was so bad. I never thought I could. And the my greatest joy is now almost 32 years of being married to a woman that I have been faithful to and will be for my entire life and in raising six kids that are all grown now and all serving Jesus in the church. And that's just, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's better than a big church or a big podcast or a big book. That's, that's a big impact yeah, when it's close it to home. Yep. When you look around your life right now and, and you're releasing a book about the power to change, do you still feel the tension of wanting to change things? Do you oh, gosh, still yes. crave that? Yes. No, yes, 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 yes. In fact, the more I think the the I think the closer you get to Jesus, the more you realize you're broken. <laughs> you know, so you know, the first thing you do is I, I stop. Uh, drinking, partying, and then I stopped, you know, having sex outside of marriage, and those, you know, the kind of the big things, and then then you get into like the really hard, like the pride and the right. jealousy <laughs> and the, you know, envy and those things, and and then worry and fear and anxiety and stuff like that, and and then um, you know, temper and and um, that yeah. critical spirit. So there's there's always something to change, and I'm always, always, always. Um, seeking God on on those things. So someone listening right now, they're going to get the book. And before they get it, you want them to know what? What what are the handles you could give them on their way crawling to get it because they're desperate? Well, I'm, I want to give them, them hope and tell them that what I promise you is we're going to look at this from a different way. I'll get, give you an example. People that have been trying to change, but they've been unsuccessful why are they unsuccessful? There's a lot of reasons. There's practical reasons, meaning we're still exposed to the wrong thing, or we don't have the right community, or we don't have, um, we're not tapping into the power of God. There's a lot of right things, but primarily, I would think in many cases, Jenny, that there's a there's a primary wrong mindset, and that's that they've been trying to change. For yeah. example, uh, you know, I'm trying to start going to the gym. Well, whenever you try, what is that? That that's kind of a half-hearted attempt that gives you an excuse to quit, meaning I'm not right. really committed to this. I'm just trying. So what we're going to do is we're going to stop trying and we're going to start training. Now you may say, well, that is a good tweetable quote and who really cares? It's, <laughs> it's, it's actually massive. Okay. If you're training at some sport, what do you do? You buy the gear, you got the shoes, you got the right. sweatbands, you got, you know, you, you buy the app, you, you buy the membership, you get the coach. And then you show up with a plan, and because you're training, you don't miss the workout. You're 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 there, and it's a totally change of mindset. It's a full-on commitment. And what are you training to become? You're training to become better at what you are. Meaning, if you're training at soccer, you're becoming a better soccer player. You're not trying to learn soccer. You're training to become better at soccer. And what we're going to do is change the mindset. I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to stop looking at porn. What I am is I'm I'm a I'm a 
pers person who's been changed by the pur purity of Jesus, I'm living a pure life that honors. I'm training for a life of purity. It's a different mindset. Yes, so and, good. And we will attack it. There's, you know, there's probably six or seven kind of mindset shifts like that that we're going to give people. And then we're going to, you know, Paul said, you know, I'm, I, I am, tra I'm, I'm in training. It, it's, it's, I, I run the race. It's not like I'm trying to run the race, but I'm in, in training for it. Um, I'm training for righteousness. I'm not trying to be righteous, but I, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm training for more righteousness. And we're going to go through some things mm -hmm. like that, that will both give people hope, give them spiritual tools, give them practical tools that, that if you apply, I promise you, you have the power to change promise you. Well, it's one of my favorite things about the way you write is it's practical. It's handles for people. It actually helps. Thank you. And, and I think we have, and I think we both share this passion of, we have taken, you know, spiritual things and made them so spiritual that we, we lose the ability to know how to do basic things. And part of discipleship is just, just know how to do things yes. like to do them in a redeemed way and in a beautiful way. And so I feel like that is what you do in all of your writing, you and do the specifically, same. you do the same. We wrote a book on a similar <laughs> subject on, yeah, uh, you know, changing our changing our thinking. And you're so good that I didn't read your book until I finished <laughs> my draft. Number one, I, oh. I actually I read like three pages, then I got so discouraged I wanted to quit my book because it was so good. <laughs> but I didn't so read sweet. because I didn't want to. I didn't want one. I didn't want to be discouraged by how good your writing was. But right. two is I didn't want to <laughs> lean on your material. Uh, yeah. because I, I would have been absorbed by it. And so you do the same oh. thing. I cheer you on and you're in your speaking and your writing is, well, is so effective. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, you know, what I love is that there is right now, I believe a hunger and I, I really believe this. I don't think anybody be listening to us if this weren't so. Mm -hmm. There is a hunger for one God, yes. but two, how do I live well? Like, how do I do it? And I don't know if there was like a little bit of an absence of parenting or what, but there, to me, what I see in people is show me how to live well. I will just say it's really good. It's always good to know that a book that is really life-changing and really helpful is written by somebody that is actually living in such a way that you would want to live like them. So yay. We love Craig Rochelle. Thank you. Thank you so much for love being here. Too. This was awesome. Hey, we hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Jenny and Craig. Craig just came out with a book called The Power to Change, Mastering the Habits That Matter Most. And it is out everywhere books are sold. You can find it on Amazon and we will make sure to link it in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Podcast.